0: my friend. Welcome back to the School for School Counselors podcast. I'm Steph Johnson, your host. Glad to be back here with you again for another episode. And this is kind of a big one. It's episode 45. But at the time we're releasing this, y'all, it's our birthday. School for School Counselors is turning three years old today, the day of release. And I'm so excited and humbled and grateful. To have been able to build this community of amazing professionals and just to be able to talk to all of you, to learn from you, to collaborate with you, and to see what has come from all of that. What started as a simple Facebook group during the COVID quarantines has turned into something beyond anything I could have imagined back then. We were just getting on little Zoom meetings together. trying to figure out how to work Zoom back in those days, if you remember that, having meetings, supporting my colleagues in coming back post-COVID, sharing ideas and resources. I think we were the only counseling group uh, that put out our own guide about counseling during COVID. And we brainstormed all the different ways counselors could still maintain connection and relationship with their students while we were all stuck at home. And from that, Y'all, things just exploded. I remember distinctly in one Zoom meeting talking to the folks there and saying, You know, someone needs to put together some kind of a library of all the things that grad school never taught us, all the things that we come in here and talk about. We need to make a library about that. Do you think we should do that? And everybody unanimously said, Yes. And so We started building that almost immediately. We built what is now known as our School for School Counselors Mastermind. From there, we built our Get the Job program for interview and resume prep, helping folks get hired as school counselors. And then we launched the podcast this past summer, or the podcast is not quite one year old. Uh, We'll be coming up on that in July. So that's exciting as well. But this world, this community, has grown beyond my wildest expectations and is something that I'm so grateful for. And I'm so grateful that you're here as well. This week, I want to talk about summer plans for students. Summer plans are something that you can develop to kind of hold off that summer slide of social emotional skills that students have built during the school year. You know, often when we talk about summer slide, we're talking about math skills or reading skills, right? Kids lose some of that when they're away from school for an extended period of time. Well, the same thing can happen with our social emotional skills, things that students have been working on in tier two or tier three groups or individual counseling. Or uh, we might also want to target students who are just beginning to develop some of these skills. And we don't want them to lose them before they're really cemented in. We can create these summer plans by helping students identify their triggers, develop and use their coping mechanisms, identify strategies or people that they can go to for summer connection. And some students are going to need a safety component built into their summer plan as well. So, we're going to jump into all of that in this episode. But before I do that, you know, I always love to read a review for the podcast. But guys, we've run out of new reviews. Can you believe it? It makes me so sad. I love reading what you think about what we're putting out in the podcast. And I want you to send in more. It's time to submit your reviews. So as an extra bonus, a little incentive for you this week, especially since we're celebrating our birthday, if you will go to Apple Podcasts to leave your review, um, you can certainly leave a rating in your podcast platform of choice, but it really, really helps us when we get those reviews in Apple. Be sure to screenshot it when you send it in and then go submit it in our School for School Counselors Facebook group. We're going to be having lots of giveaways over there. We're going to have some office swag, um, some things for your office that you can use when working with your students, as well as some summer self-care swag for yourself. You're not going to want to miss it. All it's going to take is two to three minutes of your time. Leave us a quick review, just letting your friends and colleagues in the school counseling world know what you think about what we're putting out here. We want your honest review and feedback. Because it's going to serve to make us better. And that's going to make us help even more school counselors that might need some support. So, thank you in advance. Go submit that review and then hop into our School for School Counselors Facebook group and share your screenshot. All right, so back to those summer plans. Why do we need to build summer plans? What's the need? That's going to be step one in developing summer plans for students identifying the need. And let me be very clear here. These summer plans are not necessary for every student, but there are some potential situations where students may need a summer plan in hand. One might be if you anticipate a lot of isolation or loneliness for the student. These might be students that are looking at moving over the summer, Students who, you know, have high mobility and have the tendency to move, even if they haven't told you. Students who may be staying with family or relatives in another location. Perhaps they're going to be in a city or a town where they don't know a lot of people. Students who are going away for an extended period of time, perhaps to a camp or something like that, or students who are going into virtual lockdown over the summer. A lot of our students have parents that have to work all summer long who don't have the means to hire a babysitter or get kids to a lot of summer camps. And so a lot of our kiddos are spending the summer at home behind locked doors, not able to go out because they don't have any adult supervision. And so a summer plan would be appropriate, I would think, for most of these categories of students. Another reason students might need a summer plan is if they're managing some mental health concerns. These might be diagnosed concerns or undiagnosed concerns. Perhaps you're just seeing a touch of something in them, right? And you're just kind of wondering if they're going to need a little bit more support during the summer. This would be a good time to develop a plan with them. Students who are going to experience changing family events. Such as divorce, um illness in a family that is going to cause anxiety or stress for the student, we want to make sure that they have the supports that they need, as well as students who are going to be in unstable environments, particularly those that are in unstable environments with little access to supports, right? And these are the kiddos that you know maybe have some uh, domestic violence in the home, perhaps they have some antagonistic family relationships going on, those kinds of things. And they're not really able to get out and access outside supports like they can when they're in the school building each week. So we want to provide a summer plan for them, as well as students with too much unstructured time on their hands. (laughs) How many of those do you have on your campus? who, um, you know, beyond the limits of what you would expect to see in unstructured summertime, because, you know, we all get a little lax, right? We all kind of let our timelines go to the wayside a little bit in the summer. But who are your kiddos that are going to be having just way too much unstructured time? They may need a summer plan to help keep them on track as well. These summer plans are going to help students learn how to apply their coping skills independently It's going to give them a little bit of a push and a reminder to utilize those throughout the summer. They're going to help students maintain positive relationship gains with their parents, with their guardians, or with their peers, particularly if they've been working hard on developing those or getting those to feel a little bit better. We don't want them to slide backwards out of those. So we're going to really want to focus on those relationships. These summer plans are going to help students keep tabs on their own emotional wellness. It's going to guide them toward a little bit of self-assessment and deciding and how they're really doing. And they provide a sense of stability, a sense of purpose over the summer, um, and help them maintain and grow their confidence and their feeling and sense of control in their life. So that all sounds fantastic, right? We know we've got students who need summer plans. The benefits sound amazing. So now how do we go about creating these things? What are we going to put in it? And how do we go about the process of it? Well, my friend, I've got you covered. So when we sit down to create a summer safety plan, the most important thing is that we remember this should be a collaborative process. Right? You need to be collaborating with the student, not dictating or mandating what you think they should do. The first thing you want to do is identify their triggers or their concerns for the summer. What are some things that they think might trip them up? What are some past issues or circumstances that have come to light that they really had a difficult time with when they were home for the summer? Identify those, lay them out on paper. Then list all of the students' preferred coping skills. If you've been working with them for any time throughout the year, you likely have a list of these somewhere that the student has either completed, you have a visual aid or something. You're going to want to list their preferred coping skills on the summer plan. Then you're going to want to create some goals with the student. What are some realistic goals that they could set for themselves over the summer? Uh, Beyond, you know, like high score in their game or however those things work. I'm dating myself here. (laughs) I I don't think their games quite work like that anymore, but you know what I mean. Let's set at least one or two productive goals for the summer. Something they really want to achieve or accomplish or learn about in their summer. Fourth, we're going to go forth and flag the minefield. What it means is looking ahead. What are some things that could potentially derail the student's plan? What are some roadblocks they might come up against? We're going to be proactive and try to think ahead to those and identify what they are so that the student knows how they want to address them if they come up. All right, so we've got four components so far to our summer plan. We have our triggers, our preferred coping skills, a list of summer goals, and we have flagged the minefield. Next, we're going to challenge the students to come up with a way to keep themselves accountable. This is a big one. So often we send students home with things over the summer Maybe not in counseling, but just in, you know, work, summer book studies, those kinds of things. Teachers will send work home over the summer for students to complete, and maybe students are gung-ho for a week or two, and then it kind of fizzles out. They forget about it. They get interested in other things, right? So we've got to really think about the accountability piece for students. If we want them to really buy into this in maintaining these social-emotional skills, how can we get them to self-monitor that? Some ideas might be collaborating with a friend, having a friend hold them accountable, setting up some kind of phone alert for themselves to remind them, oh, yeah, that's right. I was going to write down three things I'm grateful for every night or something like that. maybe Perhaps they're going to try some journaling, something like that, with the option of sharing it. Or maybe not. Maybe they journal for themselves. Again, they're going to customize this. The way they want it set up. So just help guide them through the process, throw some ideas out, and see which ones they pick up and run with. And then last, we're going to identify where they go when things go wrong. Where are the mental health supports that they can access if they have a need? Are those going to be trusted friends or relatives? Are those going to be some safe programs that they can get involved in, maybe a place that they can visit, uh, their local church or their local Big Brothers Big Sisters, something like that, something they're involved in, or do they need some scripted conversation openers where they feel like they have the ability to open a conversation about their needs and what they're experiencing? Sometimes asking for help is hard because we don't know how to start the conversation, right? And so helping students kind of script a generic conversation opener and actually writing it down can empower them to ask for the help they need when the time comes, whether or not they actually even use the script. So I think that's a great tool to provide students with over the summer. Then once you get all those down, you're going to send it home with the student. You might revisit it a time or two before they leave for the summer. Remind them that they have their summer plan and let them go forth and be autonomous. Let them go learn and build confidence in their ability to handle their situations, their ability to cope, and their ability to look forward and be optimistic about their futures. One caveat here. Uh, if you're working with students who are in those unsafe environments, right, you fear that uh, things might get a little out of hand where they're going to be over the summer, also be sure that you're providing them with a safety supplement for that, identifying their safe people and how to contact them, where to go for help if it's needed, and how to know when it's an emergency. Uh, provide them with all of the important phone numbers and hotlines they might need over the summer if you think that safety is going to be a concern. We want to make sure we have them taken care of in that way. All right, so in building summer plans for students, this is just a recap of how we do this process. Identify your candidates and what their needs might be over the summer because this doesn't need to be for every student. We need to consider the student's needs over the summer as well as the possible benefits of having a summer plan. If it's not going to be beneficial for them, there's no reason in creating one. Then, if the student is a good candidate for a summer plan, we're going to collaborate together. We're going to be talking about triggers, coping skills, goals, obstacles, and setbacks, how they're going to keep themselves accountable over the summer and any additional supports that they might require. I think it's important as we talk through these summer plans and the appropriateness of these plans for our students, we need to remember that our goal is not to create students that are dependent on us. That is not what these summer plans are about. They're not also about, you know, keeping connection between the counselor and the student over the summer. That is not the purpose of these plans. But sometimes, you know, you've started counseling late in the year with the student. You know they're going to need a little bit more support in the skills they're developing. You know, some students are going to be living in situations where they're going to need that additional support and they're going to have trouble accessing it. And in situations like these, these summer plans could be an amazing idea. It's not about tethering them to you. It's about teaching them the skills they need to let go of you. If you need a template for a student summer plan, guess what? I gotcha. I've got one posted on our website right now. All you have to do is head over to schoolforschoolcounselors.com slash summer plan, and we've got a template right there for you. You can download it, print out as many as you need, and start creating your summer plans with your students. All right, I hope this was helpful for you as you think ahead to summertime. Oh, glorious, glorious summertime. Y'all, we are due for a break. <laughs> it has been a crazy school year, and I'm sure you're all just as tired as I am. Keep heart. The finish line is in sight, and we want to make sure we've got our all of our school friends taken care of before we go off to sip margaritas by the pool, right? But before you go, And before you go download your summer plans, don't forget, go submit your podcast rating or review for your summer school counselor relaxation swag opportunity. Head on over to our Facebook group, School for School Counselors, for more information. I would love to see you snag something amazing. All right, lots of stuff for you this week, lots of prizes, lots of summer plans for your students. It's going to be a great week, my friends, and I want to thank you again for the work that you do each and every day, especially this time of the year. It tends to feel a little more thankless, right, a little more grueling and a little more intense than a lot of the rest of the year. But I want you to know that what you're doing makes a difference. You may not see it. You may not hear about it. But my friends, it is vital what you're doing in our schools. And I am so proud to count myself one among many amazing professionals. Take care of yourself this week. Take a deep breath. You've got this. Go create those summer plans for your students. And I will see you for our next podcast episode. Have the best week ever. Take care.